Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Prophet Jeremiah tells us that in today's first reading. But as he himself would certainly attest, trusting God is easier said than done. Jeremiah suffered a great deal during his life. And even though he consistently reaffirmed his faith in God's power to deliver him, it wasn't easy. He told people the truth. They didn't want to hear the truth, and they persecuted him. And he had a few moments when he was driven to the brink of despair. In chapter 21 of his book, for example, he cries out at one point and says, Cursed be the day on which I was born. May the day my mother gave me birth never be blessed. Cursed be the man who brought the news to my father, saying, A child, a son, has been born to you. Why did I come forth from the womb? To see sorrow and pain? To end my days in shame? In preparation for this homily, I reflected on the reasons why we, like Jeremiah, might have difficulty trusting in God. It didn't take long for several reasons to come to mind. Now, please don't misunderstand me. These are not excuses for failing to trust in the Lord, but they are factors, they are obstacles that we have to deal with and overcome if we want to put our trust in God. First obstacle is the dissenting voices around us. Why do you pray? It's a waste of time. God's never done anything for me. You believe that piece of bread you get in church is the body of Christ? You've got to be kidding. If God is so good, why does he let me suffer? Those are the voices of the skeptics. And there are lots and lots of them in today's world. If we want to trust in God, we somehow have to deal with these negative messages so that they don't destroy our faith. St. Paul understood quite well the destructive power of dissenting voices, which is why he wrote the words we heard in today's second reading from 1 Corinthians 15. Paul says there, If Christ is preached from, as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection from the dead? Apparently in Corinth there were skeptics, skeptics who were denying the bodily resurrection of Jesus. And this was undermining the faith of sincere believers. St. Paul knew he had to deal with this. He had to confront this problem head-on, which he did in the verses we read, or were, that were read here to you a few minutes ago. Another, another reason why it might be difficult for us to trust in the Lord is our own personal experience of disappointment and betrayal. We've been deeply hurt by another human being in whom we put our trust. A parent, a spouse, a child, a close friend, a co-worker someone who's visible to us, if we've been hurt, disappointed, betrayed by them, how much more difficult will it be for us to trust in a God who is invisible, whom we don't see with our human eye? Or how about our own present circumstances? These can also undermine trust. For example, Jesus says in today's Gospel, Blessed are you who are poor. Blessed are you who are now hungry. Blessed are you who are now weeping. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil. The implication there is we will be blessed in these difficult circumstances if we trust in God and allow his grace to work in our hearts and our lives. 
But let's face it, the experience of poverty and hunger and sorrow and persecution, those things make trusting in God really difficult for all of us. So can false expectations which come from not knowing our Catholic faith. If we mistakenly think that God has promised us heaven on earth, if we mistakenly think that once we take our faith seriously, all our crosses are going to disappear, we'll have a great deal of trouble trusting God when things go wrong for us. We'll say, why should I trust you, Lord? I've tried to do the right thing. I've tried to do it your way. And I still ended up with suffering and heartache. At that point, we'll need a brief catechism lesson where we'll learn that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who never did anything wrong, still ended up with the biggest cross of all. And then we have the failures of those who profess to be followers of Christ. These also can undermine our trust in God. The sins of priests and ministers, which people in the media love to throw in our faces. The sins of relatives, friends, Others who claim to be Christian. Those things can undermine our trust. Or how about our own sins? They also weaken our trust in God because they distance us from Him. And in the case of mortal sin, they actually destroy the life of God within us. Those are just some of the reasons why trusting in the Lord can be extremely difficult. Notice I say difficult, I don't say impossible. Which leads us to consider the reasons why we should trust in the Lord in spite of the many difficulties and challenges and obstacles that stand in the way. The reasons I would say that we should trust God fall into two categories, the objective and the subjective. The objective reasons for trusting in the Lord are the reasons we hear about in the Word of God, that is to say in the sacred scriptures and in the teachings of the Church. There we are promised great blessings, not only in eternity, but also here, now, in this life, if we put our trust in God. Jeremiah speaks of some of these temporal blessings in today's first reading, which is one of my favorite passages of the Bible. He says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose hope is the Lord. He's like a tree planted beside the waters that stretches out its roots to the stream. It fears not the heat when it comes. Its leaves stay green. In the year of drought, it shows no distress, but still bears fruit. No, God doesn't promise us heaven on earth if we trust, even if we trust him. But he does promise to give us whatever we need to cope successfully with our crosses and the grace to grow spiritually in the process. Yeah, there are going to be times of heat, times of drought in our lives. We can expect those things whether we are the worst sinner or the greatest saint on earth. But if we put our trust in the Lord, we will bear good fruit even in those difficult times. I think that's very good news. And that should be a motivation for us to trust in God. And then there's this text from Proverbs 3, again one of my favorites in the Bible. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. On your own intelligence rely not. In all your ways be mindful of him, and he will make your paths straight. God promises to guide us and shepherd us in good times and in bad if we put our faith and trust in him. More good news. Which brings us to the subjective reasons for trusting in the Lord. These would include the experiences of people we know or know of who have successfully overcome the obstacles and put their trust in God. 
Personally here, I think of my own mother, who said to me on her deathbed, God is in control. She had her eyes closed, she could barely get the words out, but she said, God is in control. I will never forget those words. She was lying there, dying of cancer, and yet she reaffirmed her deep trust in God. And that, I believe, gave her an incredible strength and peace in the final moments of her life. When I, when I think back on that expression of her trust, whenever I think back on that, I'm inspired to place my trust more fully in God in my own life. And finally, we should think of those times in our own personal history when we did make the decision to trust God and experienced a special grace, a special help, a special strength. Those thoughts about the past can and should motivate us to trust God now. Our prayer should be, Lord, I know what you did for me back then, when I trusted you. I believe you'll also give me whatever I need today in the situation I face right now if I put my trust in you again. Which leads to my final point. We have to pray. Ultimately, the ability to trust God is a gift from God. We can have the best possible objective and subjective reasons to trust in the Lord. We still need the grace of God for it to happen. Remember that prayer of St. Faustina? It's one we should say all the time. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Say that prayer today after you receive the Eucharist and go back to your pew to commune with the Lord. Say that prayer when you pray at home when you're driving your car, when you're putting away the groceries, say it constantly, believing that God will answer your prayer and give you the grace that you do need to trust more completely in Him.